Please be seated. Give a big hand to the worship band. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, okay. Woo, woo. You ready to praise and worship God more? Right? More rejoicing, right? Uh, as we uh, take, let's take a few minutes to turn to God, to your soul, to your heart, uh, so you can feed your soul. <clears throat> How hard is how hard can it be to find joy, right? How hard can it be to rejoice? Uh, you should try it to rejoice. Right? Because rejoicing is now like a foreign word to us. You know, one of the things about Christmas is that we do everything except rejoice. Right? We do everything except rejoice. Uh, and then we find ourselves after Christmas is done that... We miss the one thing we need to do, rejoicing. Okay? I want to talk about rejoicing, why this is important in our lives. You know, a sun shower, how many of you have been through sun shower? Right? You, you know what sun shower is. The sun is shining when it's raining. Right? It's a sun shower. Um, and when there is a sun shower, people say that the, uh, it's because the devil is angry. Uh, and some people casually say that it's because the devil is beating his wife, right? And some people say, oh, there is a hole in heaven. That's why we have sun shower, you know. And I was looking, I was thinking about sun shower as I was preparing this sermon. And I've been through sun shower. And, I, and I, it came to me that Christian life, our Christian life is like a sun shower, okay? In the midst of trials and tribulations, we can still rejoice, in the rain, you can experience sunshine. See? And, and I was thinking about this. And I was thinking about this. Um, it's uh, impossible, you know, because um, as I was reading the scripture and I was praying for this series, then, you know, um, I came to Luke where the angel of the Lord said, uh, with God, nothing is impossible. Right? I say, what does this mean to me? I mean, what does this word of God mean to me literally? How, how, can I, how can I relate to this word? And then I heard a voice within me. You know, I am possible because of the impossible miracle. See? In the word, that's why I, you know, you see the bold white I am. I am possible. This is not bragging, posting, boasting. I am possible because impossible thing happened. An impossible thing happened to Mary who had an impossible pregnancy, an impossible birth, which is a miracle. And because of this, I am possible today. Because of this, you are possible today. Because of this, we are possible today. And you know why? Because He is the great I Am. And because of the great I Am, I am possible. Right? I am possible. And we want to talk about this. How can the impossible become possible? It means more rejoicing, less raging, less resenting. When you read Psalms 2, Why do the nation rage against me? You know, by nature, we rage against each other. We resent people quickly. We rumble with people. We have to work hard to rejoice. 
We have to work hard to rejoice. And we have to find rejoicing in small, small things and find small victories in rejoicing. My wife has been sick for eight weeks. She coughed a lot for six weeks. When I say cough means non-stop cough from morning till night and hardly able to get asleep. And I'm a light sleeper, so when she coughed, I also don't sleep. Right? So I didn't have a good sleep for six weeks. But my not, me not having a good sleep is not really nothing in comparison to what she was going through. So two weeks, two weeks ago, on Tuesday, uh, the first rain, remember? The first rain that came on Tuesday? She woke up on Wednesday and there was a moment where she didn't, she woke up without cough. She woke up without coughing and we went out to our yard and we were looking at our yard and the seeds that we need to plant and she turned we went in the room the kitchen as she was standing in the kitchen preparing something and I have my glove the dig the dirt she looked at me and said honey uh, I'm not coughing this morning you know so you know my house I was already going out through the door right and I turned and I gave her a big hug, you know, because in six weeks, we're having one moment of victory, and I chose to rejoice in it, right? And I chose to rejoice in it. The angel of the Lord said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. You are to call him Jesus. You know, rejoicing is a choice. Rejoicing is a choice. To To rejoice is a choice. When the angel of the Lord came to Zacharias, he was old already, and angel Gabriel told him that you're going to have a son, right? And uh, he couldn't believe in his unbelief. How can this be? Uh, So actually he couldn't speak until his son John was born because of his unbelief, right? Now, it came to Elizabeth. What did Elizabeth say? He said, oh, God has taken my shame away. God has taken my disgrace. God has taken my reproach. God has taken my embarrassment. Because in that community, Zechariah and Elizabeth were known to be righteous people. They were known to be righteous, holy. But people say, Elizabeth, you don't have a son. You don't have a child. That was seen as God angry with them. That was seen as a curse. He has, she had endured all this reproach, disgrace from the society. You said you are righteous. You said you are right with the Lord, but you don't have a son. You don't have a fruit to show forth that you live a righteous life. She endured this until her old age. And when this moment came and said, you're going to have a son. And when she conceived and pregnant and she said, Oh, 
oh yes, my disgrace is gone. My embarrassment is gone. My reproach is gone. She chose to rejoice even before the son was born. Do you see that? Two people can go through the same event and have two different results. Eh? So this Christmas, you can do everything else except rejoice. I was, because of this, I was uh, researching and reading, and I was reading a blog of a psychiatrist. And one patient came and said, um, uh, she was an author, right? And uh, she was so depressed that she went to the psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist, at the end of the session, wrote a note, uh, go home and rejoice. Find joy, right? Do things to find joy. And she said, how hard can it be? And she went home, and she's going to do things that are joyful things, rejoicing things, and she couldn't find any. She couldn't find anything that she could do to rejoice. You know? And she had to find heart to work on rejoicing. Okay. There was a, we spent the time with a couple, and they watched the Mr. Rogers, uh, uh, what's the title again? Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Thank you. Right? Um, and then later on, I was reading review about that. Uh, and Tom Hanks... Uh, we were talking about interview, the cynical guy interviewing and doing these things. You see, one of the missing piece in the beautiful, uh, in the beautiful neighborhood, Mr. Roger, you, you know what? What they replaced? They replaced with humanism rather than Christian faith in that thing. And Mr. Roger's show worked because of Christian principles, not because of any... His show was different because there was an element of faith in that, in all his show. He was different because of that element of faith. So when you take out that Christian faith and replace with humanism, people say, something is missing. Yeah, duh. Right? Something is missing. So this Christmas, when you don't have joy in your heart, you will know that something is missing. So my friends... What are you going to do about it then? Just as you plan for the day, right? Just as you plan for the day, you guys have smartphone devices. You put in everything for your calendar. Ours is almost full. It's going till, you know, half year of 2020, if you don't put it, right? Well, you also need to plan and prepare to rejoice. Oh, pastor, are you kidding? Yeah, I'm not kidding. If you don't program and plan to prepare to rejoice, you will not do it because rejoicing is a choice. So for me, what I do? The rain has come, right? I rejoiced in the rain. Why? Because my garden, the seeds that has been dormant, the, the dry ground, the hard, dry cake, Dirt and mud is loosening up. And I can see the new sprout of life, new shoot coming up, and that makes my heart to rejoice. I don't know about you, 
But if there is one thing you can do and you don't know what to do, just look around as you walk around, as you go in the park, as you walk by your neighbor, as you go out even in the church. Look at the ground and see new life coming. You may just find joy in it. I look out of the window and almost every day if I'm there, there is this older gentleman that comes to my neighbor. And my neighbor has rose bushes and there's still some big rose on it. Every time when he comes and every time I see him, he stops on those rose bushes and he picks the biggest one. I mean, he doesn't pick. He touched the biggest one and he will bend down. This is an older man. And he takes this deep smell of... He will do it three times. Every time I see him, it's amazing. He found joy in the smell of the roses. It's free. It is free. You know? You don't have to wait in line like you waited on Friday. <laughs> so rejoicing is a choice. Are, are we good at that? Right? Re- rejoicing is a choice. Please remember this. Choose to rejoice today rather than to be resentful or resenting to your, to your friends, to your wife or husband because the turkey wasn't good. We had beef, so it was good. So Elizabeth chose to rejoice in the Lord. See, joy is not dependent on external things. It's much deeper. Joy is not dependent on external things. That's why you can both experience heaviness and rejoicing at the same time in the Christian life. You talk about Peter. Rejoice in the living hope. Though you are going through great pain right now. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Rejoice greatly because of the living hope and the salvation and the eternity that God has prepared for you. See? See? So it's a choice. It's a choice. The next one is rejoicing is a command. It is a command. When the angel of the Lord came to the, to the shepherd by night and sang a song for them and said, Go, you will see a child wrapped in clothes. He's going to be the Messiah. You go. Right? What did they do? They went to Bethlehem. And they found and they saw the child. And their heart was glad. And they rejoiced in it. See, rejoicing is not a meaningless ritual. Okay? It's not a meaningless ritual. It's something way, way deeper. It is a command. So, when, look at this. When God says, rejoice in the Lord always, that is an imperative. It's a verb. See, it's an imperative, which is a command. It's not like this is an option. You can think about it. No. Rejoice in the Lord always. I command you to rejoice in the Lord always. Right? It's not a ritual. It's not something like, oh, you know, I may try to rejoice today. I'm going to rejoice in the afternoon after I take my food or, you know. No, you rejoice always. When, when, um, when my wife's mother died, right? Because she's the only child. She hasn't seen 
her father or met her father. It was a great pain for me and my wife, and especially for her, and as I look at her, because she doesn't have any sibling, so she's the only one. So she doesn't have a father, and the mother died in accident. It was a hit and run, and she died. So, um, and she was going through a difficult time. And I prayed for her. And it took many, many years to heal. Uh, even till today, she felt a loss. But it took many years to heal. And then, short after that, our house was destroyed. Um, the house that we built, where she grew up, uh, the government came and took the land. And one Sunday morning, they brought the huge machine and tore down all our house, right? And so what do you do when you lost your mother? What do you do when your house that you have is taken away? What, what, what do you do, right? And we remember the word. Um, we have to trust the Lord. We have to rejoice even in these things. One of our friends asked last Sunday, uh, past, do pastor and you get depressed? Because they cared for us. That's why they're asking. And my wife and we thought about that. And, you know, because of all the pains that we have gone through, we are pretty resilient. Because we choose to rejoice. And we know that it is the will of God to rejoice. He commanded us to rejoice. See? All right? All right, I, I clap to that, yes. So, now, uh, but the angel said, Do not be afraid, I bring to you good news. That will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town, David, a Savior, has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Because the Messiah is born. So says, the shepherd chose to rejoice. You believe in the promises of God and rejoice. Why? Because the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Yes? Amen. All right. Yes. All right. So re rejoicing is a choice because it's also a command of God. Right? I, I, okay. Are we good with that? Any question from anyone? Thank you for the oh. All right, that's good. Oh, lovely. Now, let me move on. Now, the next one is rejoicing is the will of God. And this, my goodness, this is written by this guy who you would have thought like this guy has the best life in the world. No, it's not. This guy has been bitten five times, right? Forty minus one lashes. Five times he's been bitten. He's been bitten three times with rot. Right? He's been stoned one time. He's been shipwrecked. He's been three times in shipwreck. He's been in hunger. He's been in nakedness. He's been in the peril of robbers and thieves. His own countrymen, strangers. He had weariness. He couldn't sleep. He was naked. This guy is Paul. Right? And he said... Rejoice always, for it is the will of God. It's just amazing to me. How do you do that? How do you do that? 
because it is only joy, the joy of the Lord, that makes our, our life worth living. Joy is what makes your life worth living. I think it would be good to say that so it's imprinted in your heart, right? Joy is what's, what is it? It's worth, yes. It makes your life worth living, yes. And this joy, we need it. We need it. Rejoice in the will of God. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. The wise men, when they saw the stars, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Not Herod, not the people in Jerusalem. They were troubled. Read the Bible. Herod and the people in Jerusalem were so troubled at the news of the birth of our Lord Messiah. The wise men rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. It is the will of God. My friends, you rejoice in it. You rejoice in it. If we don't rejoice, it will be replaced by something else. And I was talking to a counselor this weekend, and we talk about rituals. And you know what you do? One of, one of the rituals is uh, for young people, especially today, because as we talk with the counselor and the manager, he managed about, you know, 40 people under, and said they can't wait Friday. They can't wait for Friday night because they want to go and blow off whatever they earn, right? On beer and drinks, they just, and they're young. They're not worried about tomorrow. And they blow away a lot of their money on drinking beer and drinking wine and all these things. And the counselor was also there and said, yeah, it's true. The ritual starts Friday night. See, all this NA, Narcotics Anonymous and AA, alcohol, it didn't just happen just like that, right? It starts with a ritual. It starts with Friday night ritual. Friday night, I'm just going to home and, you know, start with a beer, drink. And then suddenly, when life catches up on you, when you have anxiety, depression, you know, when you're bullied by your friends and you have anger issues that are not resolved, this harmless ritual became an addiction. And when you're addicted, then it affects your life, it affects your families, it affects everybody. But it starts with a harmless ritual on Friday night. We got to replace this meaningless ritual with joy, with rejoicing. So you don't find, I don't know what to do. Right? So if everything else fails, rejoice in the Lord. If there's nothing good in you, that you can't find to rejoice. My friends, I say, rejoice in the Lord. Because you know why? His love is not going to change. His love will not change. When you read in Romans, nor heights, nor depth, nor powers, nor principalities, nor things that were created, nor things that will be created can separate you from the love of God. Oh, nothing can separate you from the love of God. So you rejoice in that. Rejoice in the Lord. See, rejoice in the Lord. There is an object to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ, who will never, never, ever give up on you. He loves you to death. 
into life, and He will give you eternal life. This is our Christmas message. So more rejoicing, right? So let's do some application as the usher, uh, our worship team are coming up. Um, so you can create your own list, okay? And I will also get ready with people that are going to serve in the communion. Uh, this week, and we'll come back, enjoy nature, right? This week, enjoy nature. Uh, the other thing, prescription that I can give you is uh, enjoy good food, okay? Uh, enjoy a good movie, maybe a, a movie that you watched when you were very young. Enjoy with people. And by that, I mean just enjoy. Don't worry about what you're going to do next, right? Because uh, the movie can last two hours and more. And if you go to watch Frozen 2 like I did with my daughter, it takes like three hours, right? I mean, I mean, you have to go into ticket. There's so long, oh my, promos, okay? Uh, and, but, you know, we watched Frozen 2, okay? It was fun because after that we went to a Korean barbecue uh, thing and enjoyed the meal. It's fun. Yeah, do something like that, right? Uh, enjoy reading a book, maybe. Like, not a self-help book. No, no. Okay? Maybe a comic that you, wrote, you read when you were young. Right? Go take a walk. Or do workout. Go and swim. If you know how to swim. Right? Uh, and work out in the gym. And at best, if you don't have anything to do, enjoy doing nothing. Okay? Absolutely nothing. Okay? Just don't do anything. Okay. Uh, I want us to share next week about this. How we rejoice in the Lord. Right? Because uh, this lady, who was so depressed, um, she didn't know what to do. Uh, but she knew one thing she could do, so she went swimming. And as she was swimming, she said it, it was very unpleasant time, just swimming, meaningless strokes and effort. And in that time, suddenly she remembered of her childhood, that how she used to swim, how her dad and mom taught her how to swim. You know, because our muscle has memory. Our brain has memory, you know? In Frozen, they said water has memory. I don't know about that. <laughs> and then she, then suddenly a little joy started kicking in as she was swimming. See? Do something that you used to do when you were younger in your elementary school or middle school. Yeah. And then find joy. Start rejoicing because it's a choice.